Three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And tonight, I have a very special guest. Kelly McGrath is in the building. How you doing, Kelly? I'm doing just fine. Happy to be here. Thank you for coming on. Um, it looks like it's a little bit later wherever you are right now. So, uh, you know, thank you for staying up if you had to or, you know, just making time for this. Definitely appreciate it. No problem. We're in, I'm in the woods of Tallahassee, Florida right now. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah, here, Eastern time. <laughs> I've been, uh, been wanting to get out there to Florida. Uh, it's been a while. I went to Jacksonville a long time ago. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe I'll find my way out there soon. <laughs> yeah, come visit. Will do, will do. For the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions, some warm-up questions just to set the tone. Threw in a couple icebreakers just to keep the mood light because we will you know, start to get heavy as we go on with the interview. And um, after that, we'll jump into the main portion where, we, where you start choosing a number between 1 and 34. Sound good to you, Kelly? Perfect. Awesome. Well... My very first question for you is, how have you been? Um, it's been crazy times, but I don't know when it's never been crazy times. You've been doing well. You've been doing great. How you been? Yeah, I've, I've been doing great. I changed my life right before the pandemic and left state employment and started my own business. And now I have two businesses. Um, so I, <laughs> I've been busy. You know, but it's been so great to hug my friends and my family. I mean, it's just heartwarming and just just full of love to be able to hug them again. And that's, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, have you just seen them recently or? I, I'm seeing people a little at a time, you know, I'm just there's I live in an intentional community here in, in Tallahassee. So we have about 100 homes. And seeing everyone, you know, just a little at a time, getting that big hug and that love. So it's been wonderful. For sure. Um, you did mention intentional community, and that's the first time I've ever, ever heard of it. Do you mind just giving me an idea of what that's like? Yeah, sure. This, this community is called the Miccosukee Land Co-op, and it was founded in 1973 by a bunch of 20-year-old college students who um, were into the back to the land movement in the early 70s. And they wanted to live out in the out past the town and uh, live with their family and friends and, um, you know, grow food out here and maybe have some businesses out here. And they are still here and they created their own governance. It's, you know, it's, it's like a homeowners association. Uh, we have as well, and it's not a commune. We all own our own property, but we have 90 acres in common that we manage. And we have volunteers that manage the roads and uh, we have work parties. It's like a heightened sense of neighborliness here. So if something happens to your house or you're, you know, you need a deck built, you call a work party and people show up and help you. And there's potlucks, so, you know, now there isn't, but there will be soon. And we celebrate our joys and our sadnesses together. And there's walking trails everywhere. It's, it's the best place that I could, could have wound up, for sure. That sounds amazing. Um, I don't think there's anything like that out here in California. Maybe there is, actually. I don't want to uh, say that without really doing my research. But uh, <laughs> that... <laughs> Like and, and you're saying the folks who created it are still there. They're 
are still here. I moved here in 2005, um, but there's families that have their kids came back and moved in, moved to the land, back to the land. They're, they have grandkids now. Um, yeah, there's a lot of the original land um, founders are here and it's just wonderful. It's just a great place to, it, I think what, what to me was so um, comforting was living there, knowing that I was gonna be okay during the pandemic. Because right away, people started writing each other and saying, who needs, well, I'll volunteer to go to the grocery store for everyone. So, you know, the younger people said that. And then uh, someone else called and said, I wanna create a fund for anyone that's uh, lost their job right now. And this happened like immediately, like in March. And I knew no matter what happened to me, I was going to be okay because I lived in a, a supportive community. And I guess the point for me is anyone can have that. You don't have to all live in the same area, but you can create that uh, with your, your chosen family. You know, you can create that closeness. I mean, you know, just talking about it is kind of inspiring me. If I can't find one in California, maybe I should try to find somebody who can make it and make it happen. But <laughs> but it sounds like you, you living with, uh, you know, a group of dope folks out there. Um, more and more yeah. the reason for me to come visit and uh, ch check it out. <laughs> Thanks too. Yeah, there's a there's a website called the Fellowship of Intentional Communities that you can and it has a map and you can go on and be like, what's around in California? And then I mean, each community kind of writes what they're about, you know, because there's not a real guiding principle. I think the principle is a uh, heightened sense of neighborliness, like I said. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Uh, I do have more questions about it, but that we got to push forward um, and okay. maybe we'll wrap back during the interview, uh, if that's okay with you. <laughs> sure. All right. Well, uh, Let's move on to some icebreakers, get these out of the way a little bit, but uh, how are you with your spelling? Um, I would say um, fair. Fair. All right. All right. Uh, I, I asked this just to see the the confidence level of my guests, if they, they feel like, you know, if, they, if they're telling me that they're the best, then I'll give them a really hard one. But, uh, oh, 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 you, oh, I'm going to spell something? Go yeah. For it. Yeah. It's a, it's a one word spelling bee. Okay, um, I'm okay with making mistakes too, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your word is going to be soliloquy. I have no idea. <laughs> um, all right. Okay, all right, all right, I'll try it. Um, well, I'm going to start with an S. Will you ding me when I get it wrong, when I start? Yeah, yeah, I can definitely ding you okay. and then, yeah. All right, S-I-L-L. Okay, uh, you know what? You I, be I believe in the power of research. Okay, okay. Um, I, I hear you. I hear you. So, does this mean you're throwing in the towel for this one? Um. Well, if you go letter by letter, I'll, I'll, I can ding you, so you know, you know exactly which letter. It okay. S O L L. <laughs> S O L I Q O This is gonna be a long spelling date. It's fine, it's fine. Take your time. I, I believe in you. <laughs> S L I 
soliloquy. Soliloquy. S O L I L O Q U Y. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you just needed five things, and and that was enough. Yeah. Sometimes we just need some support and a little chance to do over. You know, I, th I think a lot of us need that support, and sometimes maybe another chance. You know. <laughs> Uh, all right, and then moving on, the the other icebreaker is going to be a riddle. How are you with riddles? Pretty bad. Pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I like listening to them and have other people figure them out. This is this is your chance now. <laughs> uh, your riddle is: What would you find in the middle of Toronto? Think outside Land? the think outside the box. Oh, okay. Um What would you find in the middle of Toronto? Ron? Very close. I'll, I'll give it to you because a lot of people have said Ron and the, the the correct answer according to the website is the letter O, which is I think okay. I think you got it. <laughs> uh-huh. You got the idea. <laughs> well, Congratulations, and um, thank you for participating. <laughs> You're uh, welcome. Moving on to the warm-up questions. My first warm-up question for you is, what would you like the audience to know about you? About me? About you, yeah. Hmm. I guess I want, I'd like them to know that I believe that world peace is possible in my lifetime and that if they believe in peace too then we can have it mm. starts with inner peace inner peace first and then spreads out to outer peace i hear that i hear that um so inner peace do you do you feel like um you, you found it I mean, it's a, you know, you're only renting it. You have to work at it every day. You have to pay that bill every day if you want it. Or at least I do. You know, there's some days that it's easy and some days it's like, hmm, I got to go take a walk in the woods right now. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a journey. You said it was a, a what? It's a journey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, it's, it seems like it's so long sometimes. Um, you had mentioned about world peace happening in your lifetime. A lot of folks would say that's impossible. So <laughs> what, what would you say is the, the, not necessarily the key, but the steps we, we, we should be taking to, to kind of achieve that? Yeah, well, I think the first one is everyone is working on their own piece. So what skills do they need? Do they need to take a meditation class or do they need to, um, you know, have a spiritual practice? Um, do they need to maybe volunteer, or go in nature, whatever they need to do? You know, we all are learning and growing so they can people can grow in their own capacity for peace. And then then once they work on themselves, then help their family, you know, or be, be peaceful around their family. And, you know, on a bigger level, then we want to be voting for people and encouraging people to run for office that, that have shown 
have shown a desire to pass legislation that leads to more peace in people's lives. And that's, there's so many facets to that. That's everything that's, you know, civil rights, that's environmental, you know, that's, that, that's the pieces in every, in everything that we do. So I think those two things for sure inner peace and then people who can effectuate change on a grand scale. We need to be supporting those people. And, and you feel like this this could happen, this shift could happen within our lifetimes? Because it's not that I, I don't agree with yeah. you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we're trying to believe that we're fighting people, but we're really not. We're tribal. And we want to collaborate and support each other. That's, that is our nature. If you look at children, that's their nature. We're taught to be... Um, to see the other. We're taught to want to get into the cliques. Um, that's what we're taught. So for people that don't believe world peace is possible, I, I'm like, I'm kind of shocked at that. It's definitely possible. There's always um, a solution. A non, I mean, I'm a mediator by trade, so <laughs> so for me, I see people come in, oh, you'll never get him to do it, whatever, or this will never work out. Okay. Well, I believe it will. And mm -hmm. let's try it. If you can, if you can believe that I believe and open your mind to that possibility, then it definitely can happen. Um, so yeah, I, I believe it can happen overnight. There's no doubt in my mind. I mean, honestly, I, I wish more people felt that way. Uh, I, I, go ahead. How do you know they don't? We only hear the loud people. We don't hear the masses that want peace. So I also am a practitioner of nonviolent communication and we have an exercise. And basically you're in a very small nutshell, your feelings, the sensations you have in your body point to needs, human needs that are getting met or not met. Okay, that's just an aside to say this. All over the world, this exercise has been done where, where an, a practitioner will hold up a piece of paper and say, what do you want? What's your dream um, life have in it? And people will say like, oh, money and it, like a big house and stuff like that. But then we dig deeper. Like, what, are the, what does money get you? Okay, well-being maybe, or um, stability, something like that, certainty. Um, well, that's not true, but you know, can get you some of the needs that are met. And what's your house get you? Shelter, you know, safety, things like that. But one need is always on that list, and that is peace. And this exercise has been done all over the world. So it's like, we hear loudly from the people that say that could never happen, but we don't hear the masses that are working towards peace and believing in peace and living peaceful lives. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm just, I, it's refreshing to hear, to hear your perspective. Cause, um, I feel like I've been jaded for, for a, a little, a little bit. Because I do believe in world peace. I believe it can be accomplished. But lately, I've been feeling like the challenge for me has been any. I've had a lot of jobs. I've been a lot of part of a lot of teams, and I'm always trying to come in and try to be that glue guy or like try to get everybody on the same page. And that has been such a struggle. Just be, <laughs> because I understand everyone's coming from a different place, 
and you know but my biggest thing is like just just try to meet each other here at the workplace and we all have a common goal and we're trying to do this thing that's bigger than ourselves but it doesn't go through or it doesn't last that's that's the only reason why i feel jaded in in that sense well let me yeah one little pointer around that is we we all have these universal human needs support well-being contribution effectiveness um love uh joy and we never fight over the need level. We never fight at the need level. That's the base, right? What, how we get our needs met are our strategies. So we're always fighting at the strategy level, but never at the need level, because we all understand like you need love, you need support, you need consideration. We all understand that. So that strategy level is where your teams are having a problem, right? And you, one of the things that many successful businesses do that utilize MBC nonviolent communication is get to the need level. So, okay, why did you shoot that email off so quickly after the meeting? You know, what is, what's going on with, what's going on with that? And it's like, well, I had, you know, I, I just thought, you know, everyone needed to know this thing, you know, and it's like, okay, well, is it something about effectiveness or efficiency? Is that like, was that the need? You know, and then they, they do a gut check. Like, I don't assume to know. So I always ask or anyone would be asked. And then, oh yeah, it's something about that, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, because of that, you know, this happened. And my request to you is, can you <laughs> next time, you know, get that email, like, let me, let me read it first or something. Cause I have a need for, you know, confidence and there was some mistakes in there or something. You know, you can get to the need level and your teams will work a lot better if you get to the need level. No, for sure. I I, <laughs> I think you hit it on the spot from for as far as my experience goes. It's always been the strategy where like someone thinks they know the right way and the other person doesn't or, you know, something like that. And um, yeah, yeah that's, that's something for me to think about. And also, you know, that conversation that you were talking about having with them that happens over time. And that's yeah. the one thing I never really had at these jobs because as soon as I felt discouraged, I was like, well, I got to find another team. And <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. 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 Um, you know, Elias, you had on the call, like maybe three or four, I think his first name was Elias. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was talking about having the experience of being fully heard and how amazing that was. And that's what getting down to the need level feels like when someone can help you identify what your needs were in the moment it it's it's an amazing feeling it's such a relief almost especially if you're upset you know anyway yeah no no i got you (laughs) this has been a great start a great start uh and when that was only the first question of the warm-up so (laughs) my my second question for you is if someone were to pay you a tribute, how would you like to be honored? If I was going to tell myself today I'll do something in the honor of Kelly, what act could I do? Okay, I want people to have a funk and jam music funk funk and jazz music festival. For sure, for sure. But any uh, any one particular song that you must we must be playing. <laughs> my gosh. Probably, probably flashlight from um, Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, and then anything from Stan Getz, I would say. Stan Getz? Yeah, from Jess. For sure. Or Columbia Punk, either one. I, I can't I can't pick one from them. Just anything. <laughs> now we know. Now we know we will have that that uh, funk jam in, in your honor. Funk jazz jam. Uh, okay. And then my, my last question for you in the warm-up is, on a scale from 1 to 10, how well do you know yourself? Hmm. I would say probably an 8, but I'm always learning new things about myself. I mean, I love myself. That's a 10 right there. But I think, you know... I think we all are learning and growing and yeah, that's a, that's a really great question because it's a, it's a wonderful way to increase the peace in your life too, is to know yourself and to live in alignment with your values. You know, once you know what those are, it's easy to live in alignment with them. For sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> would you say you, you've been at an eight for a while now or is it something that you kind of you know, got into recently? I would say over the last maybe decade of my life, I got in more and more understanding of who I am and and appreciation for the the light that shines out of my out of me. That is very key. That is very key. I don't think a lot of people recognize that light in themselves. Um, and honestly, for, for me personally I, I I didn't figure it out until recently and this whole I don't know what I feel like the universe is pulling me towards is a, a part of that a part of recognizing that light yeah I think so too um, I'm a real big fan of David Nagel he's a um, he's a mindset teacher and he has a podcast called the successful mind and I'm doing I'm in a class with him too and what I've learned one of the most important lessons is the universe wants us to express ourselves authentic, authentically and just really the full expression of our being, whatever that means. Like for me, I'm a lawyer. I wear a flower in my hair. Okay. <laughs> you know, whatever. I mean, this, I'm going to attract the people that dig that or that resonate with that. You know, you're going to attract people that want to talk about culture and society. You know, and that's because that's that's your jam. And it's like the more you can break out of the mold of, of what you think society expects from you and be who you really are in your in your heart. And that, you know, that nine year old boy, you know, that's that's what's going to that's what's going to make your life worth living. I uh, wholeheartedly agree. I and right now, that's that's all I'm trying to fill my life in is, is, is the stuff that, that does make me feel like I'm living an, an authentic life. Um, you know, I, I work with kids in the morning and I do this podcast at night. So it, it allows me to kind of serve the kids and serve the youth in the morning and, and, you know, serve everybody else in the evening. Um, which yeah, a little more about that. I used to be a kindergarten teacher before I went to law school. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's... <laughs> I, I can t I can kind of tell you you have that vibe of a educator, uh, you, you know. At, at every school I've worked at or any kind of youth program, the vibe is similar amongst the adults. Like we have the child in us, and I think that's why we we are there. Um, 
But yeah, I, I work with stu- uh, high schoolers at the moment. We're, we're finishing up our last week of uh, summer school. Um, but yeah, they're, they're kids who, uh, who went through some stuff. That's, I don't want to get too much into their, their business, but uh, or <laughs> I, I really yep. don't know legally what I could say. Maybe you could yeah. help me out. Depends <laughs> on trauma. Yeah. 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 So, so. And that's great. I love that you're working with them, and I and I believe that you will impart that that lesson on them about what you're you're learning. You know, the love of yourself. You're the only one that can truly love yourself deeply in every in every cell, and tell yourself that. And you and you're the one that's going to live your authentic life. You know, and that's going to save them. That's going to give them a life for sure feels like so much pressure but (laughs) yeah yeah pressure (laughs) uh you know i what really brought me back to it was um i've had like uh elias who came onto the show yeah he he was one of the former students i worked with and um just having him on and talking about i mean the experience i had with them it kind of told me like this is really what's worth worth it for me is to to see them grow and then reconnect and then you know um you know continue to be a part of their lives somehow but uh gosh yeah that was great i thought of him right with like for nonviolent communication i'm like oh boy he has this spark in him to he understands like that people want to be heard and yeah and it really touched me his his interview so thank you for that no problem. And if you ever catch the video, I think you could see it in his body language. And like you were talking about that spark of him, just like he's shaking because he really wants wants it to be out there, you know. Before we we get get go to the to the numbers, I did want to ask you, what is your favorite thing about your personality? I think that I have a curious nature about everyone. So for me, I want to meet everyone at the party. I do want to sit and talk to, you know, one person deeply, but I also want to meet everyone. And I want to connect them to other people that I know that they should meet, you know? So, and I just, yeah, I just love people. And yeah, I was so excited to come on this podcast and after I started listening to it and meet you. Where were you uh, always curious or was that something you kind of like grew into? I was always curious and then it was tamped down, you know, with your family of origin, they really want to keep you safe. And it's so funny. I just, I just talked about this lesson. I was on Friday. I did this continuing legal education program for lawyers and it was about restorative justice and I'm a facilitator and I uh, founded the Florida restorative justice association. And it's a whole different, um, episode if you want, but we were teaching lawyers about it and how this whole workshop came about. We had 300 lawyers and judges from all over Florida on and a hundred people stayed on after the CLE was done so that we could all just chat. And it was pretty amazing, but it came about because I heard someone at a restaurant behind me talking about his law and society class, an FSU professor. So I immediately went over and uh, sent someone over and said, go tell them about restorative justice. And I went over too. And I said, we need to talk to your class. They need to know about restorative justice. And then it took a year of planning. And then at the end on Friday, after it was over, he said, oh my gosh, you know how this came about? As Kelly saw me at a restaurant and heard, overheard what I was saying. 
and came over and talked to me. And so for me, the whole, I told him the lesson was always talk to strangers. <laughs> I, I, if it's a, it's a safe environment, why not? Uh, <laughs> right. right. Yeah, your gut will know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> um, you, like those little things, right? You just overheard yeah. a conversation. You went and, you know, continued the conversation and it grew into something that was like really big. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess I need to start doing that more because I do hear co- interesting conversations that I just never f- have the confidence to kind of just like. Oh well, yeah, and that's fear. It's not that like you don't have the confidence. It's that there's a fear there of either rejection or something, and it's like what other people think of me is none of my business. I'm gonna try it. <laughs> but for you, it's like, oh my god, you even have a reason to talk to people. It's like, oh, I have this culture and society podcast. Yeah, and I just. I just overheard this thing that you were saying. I didn't mean to, but I did. <laughs> That's a good uh, uh, intro line because I was like, how could I tie this in? Um, but yeah, now I'm going to use that. I'm going to use like, <laughs> you need to come on and talk about this, you know, so everyone can hear it. Uh, but yeah, well, I don't want you to keep keep you waiting to, to you know, try out the numbers. So here we go. Um, All right. At three levels, easy, medium, hard. Where would you like to start? Let's start with hard. Let's do it. And uh, what's your first number? 33. 33. What's been, you could either go either way, but what's been your biggest struggle or biggest victory? I think the struggle is the victory. And it's basically that I am learning right now how to be an entrepreneur and to get my entrepreneurial maturity up because I've always been a um, state employee. So I didn't know such things about running a business and owning a business. And yeah, I think that struggle of learning and feeling and having the belief of incompetence, it's not an actual feeling. But um, having that fear of the unknown and going out there and doing things that I don't have the skills built up to do, I know exactly what to do as a lawyer and a mediator. But the other things, the marketing, the um, just the consistency of like writing your messages, trying to write persuasive messages, you know, in social media posts and things like that that I don't have experience in. And getting every day to make myself, not not in a bad way, but to tell myself, you're gonna commit to doing this today because your dream is to have this successful business or you know, your dream is to have ease and um, financial well-being for yourself. Is that's the victory. And it's it's in, it's within, it's mixed in the struggle, but it's it's doing it even though I'm scared and I don't feel sure of myself doing it and being able to, and failing, you know, some of the things didn't work out. Um, but yeah, it's doing all that. And that, that I think is the biggest victory within the biggest struggle. I like it. I like it. Uh, you talked about being an entrepreneur. 
before this podcast, I actually tried to start a clothing brand, uh, Hella Hungry, and I. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about that. I love it. Right on, right on. Um, and honestly, I, I I fell flat on my face. Um, I mean, I'm in a hole with taxes right now because I did something stupid. And yeah, all these things. Because for for me, I was coming into the clothing brand industry as a creative like i just wanted to make designs and make messages but didn't know the business side didn't know the finances didn't know marketing um and trying to do it all by yourself is super tough uh now brother yeah yeah you're messing in it so i i can't imagine go ahead well i have a um i do want to offer you i have a beautiful spirit who's a tax attorney as well and so offline let's talk about that i want to get that straightened out for you for sure, for sure. Um, we, we will talk about that. We will talk about that. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's like you got to fail fast, though, you know, and you learn something. Like, I'm sure you learned, like, here's the three things that I didn't know that I know I either need to go get help on next time or I need to, like, study up on that, you know? No doubt. And um, I think one of the biggest things I learned, too, was uh, that I it somehow became a part of my ego you know kind of introducing myself as oh yeah you know I, I, my name is jan i have a clothing brand called hella hungry and that's one thing that i i wanted to move away from and i'm almost like the fear you're talking about almost have a fear of that happening with the podcast as well um that's why i try not to do anything solo like i, I want folks to be with me you know because i feel like we're building it together kind of thing um it, it keeps me in check as far as how i feel <laughs> about it but um you know just just so i can keep it pure uh in, yeah. in a way recognize that that's the key is that you recognize oh that's my ego showing up again and then you could talk to it like yeah i see you over there <laughs> trying to hope people notice you know funny because i changed from calling myself you know introducing myself as a lawyer at first first for many years i never told anybody i was a lawyer they would find out over time i didn't talk about it because there's a bad rap and i i wasn't one of those kind of lawyers but and also i just wanted people to know me me as me and then when i started my business it's like you kind of have to do that so you have some street cred with people and now I'm like, no, I didn't have to do that. And most, and I don't, I don't litigate. So I mediate most of the time. So I just say I'm a mediator, but it's, it's like that ego is always there. You know, we can't, it's in our subconscious. It pops up. The great thing is you noticed it because that's when you can be like, I see you over there. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not going over there now, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's what I've been focused on, focused on for a long time. Is just uh, trying to calm that ego down. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, people like you yourself is definitely helping me accomplish that. So thank you again. Um, I had a question. Oh yes, in the very beginning of the podcast, you had mentioned that during this time you made that leap from, uh, I believe it was a, a state job, and then now you're being an entrepreneur. Was that? Was that leap something you've always kind of wanted to do? And all of a sudden it was like, this is the time This is when I should do it or. Nope. Never wanted to do it. I was always going to be a public servant and, you know, work my 30 years and get my retirement. My parents were public servants. Well, my dad was a union carpenter. My mom was a teacher's aide. And 
and believed in serving the public that way. And, and, and I still do. Honestly, regular people can make systemic change in public service. I know I, I made some big changes at statewide. Um, I worked at the Department of Children and Families for many years, and I was able to make some really big things happen. But I, I was, I had like a little growing dissatisfaction with how things were, um, yeah, just, just my job at, at one time. And it's so funny because uh, I think it's hilarious now because one of the, one of the straws that broke the camel's back for me was I was allowed as a state employee uh, for about six years, I was allowed to work remotely in lieu of a raise because they never had money. Um, but they asked me what I wanted and I said, I want autonomy. Autonomy, um, mastery, and purpose. Those are the three things I want in my job. And so they let me do that. And then a new leadership came in and they were like, we can't let you do that. No one does that. Even though I had perfect, um, you know, performance evaluations. No, we could never do that. So in, I think, November of 2019, they yanked that from me. And I did come into the office when I felt like I needed to talk to my team or go to meetings. I just had the autonomy that I wanted so badly. And then I quit on I, my last day, my, my first day of this job, my new business. It was my grandmother's birthday, December 5th. Um, and I planned it that way, but I left them, I guess, on the 4th. And it was, you know, then March comes and now the whole office is working remotely. <laughs> and everyone's happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, yeah, no one can do that. Just so happens, but wow, that's that's crazy. Uh, yeah, that so there was just like a little, you know, I'll, I also, I mean, the biggest part of it, it wasn't running away from something. It was really, it was really running to something. Uh, and the biggest part was that I was mediating at night and on the weekends. And I was, I like I said earlier, I founded the Florida Restorative Justice Association in 2013. And I was doing that type of work on a volunteer basis at night. And I helped found my community's conflict resolution team about seven years ago. And I was doing that on the weekends. And I was like, what the hell? I could be making money doing this and have my autonomy. I gotcha. So I was really going towards something. And then the universe sort of like gave me a few little kicks, like, hurry up, get, <laughs> get out there and do that. Uh -oh. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. That sounds yeah. like a crazy, a crazy journey to, to, you know, get to a place where you feel kind of a little more whole, you know, um, what's it called? Uh, I had a question. It was, it was fleeting. I'm sorry. Uh, but go ahead and throw me another number. 22. 22. What's been the toughest pill for you to swallow? It could be about yourself or society. That's a good one. I think for me, for me personally, it's, it's, I had a pattern of not keeping my commitments to myself. And that is, can be toxic to your soul. 
So, you know, I'd say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do something, and I wouldn't do it. Or I'd make a promise like either to myself or some something I needed to do, and I wouldn't do it. And yeah, I'm learning now a lot about the power of keeping your commitment to yourself. So don't promise to do something unless you actually are gonna do it. And then even if it's hard, you gotta take that time and do it. You know, and that really helps build your sense of trust in yourself. And that, um, that cascades in a lot of really beautiful ways in your life. So I think that my bitterest, I guess the bitter pill for me was that I hadn't started that journey until I was in my forties. And I, I didn't even know, you know, part, part of it was I didn't realize I would feel guilty. Like, Oh, I said I was going to walk today and I didn't, you know, but I, what I didn't realize is I, I'm, I'm not, I can't trust myself if I'm, if I'm not going to do say, do what I say I'm going to do to myself with myself. For sure. For sure. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> um, yeah, personally for me, I had that those moments the my the past decade in my life the, my 20s to 30s and uh yeah I don't think I was able to trust myself um it, in my mind though I, I was I would tell myself like you know you're doing the wrong thing right now but yeah. if, if, if it's gonna push you further it's gonna make you go even harder when the time comes and I don't know if that was something just trying to you know, justify my actions or if I really believed it uh and I <laughs> At this point, I, I it feels like it, it's making sense to me why I acted those, that way. Um, maybe it was just failure that I need to go through. You were going to say something? Yeah, no, I, I agree that there was a reason then, and there's a reason now that you're realizing, no, I, I got to, if I'm going to tell myself something, I'm doing it, you know? And it's really good for the soul to, to do that and to know you're going to follow through for yourself the things you're gonna do like isn't isn't that one of those uh i'm not sure which theory it is but it's that that balance of challenge and um success i guess uh you 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 set a goal for yourself and then if you can meet that goal then you feel good and then you you just have to continue to set the new the next goal and then yeah i just started atomic habits that book and it's uh it's about it's about very tiny, setting yourself very tiny goals, but that you will commit to and and follow up with. Um, and it's good, you know, it's it's important to honor yourself. It's, it's like you're lying to yourself if you don't do that. Yeah, yeah, and you know, why do you think people lie to themselves? That's a good question. I mean, I think that it all starts with our, with our family of origin and before, or who, or the authority figures in our life. So before we're seven, the things that are said and done go into our brains and into our subconscious and the different belief systems and all of that. And then we develop our consciousness over time but that programming is running in the background all the time, like 24 seven. And like, like you were saying, like, you don't, you don't even realize it sometimes unless you're make yourself be aware, like of your ego, um, reaction and stuff like that. 
And I think that's where, where we don't honor ourselves. Maybe we don't love ourselves as much, or we are fearful of something. And our subconscious wants us to be safe. And part of that safety is sameness. So even though maybe I'm not healthy, I need to go out for a walk every day. That's not a habit. That's a new, so that's something new. So that's, that's not safe. That's, that's like new and novel. So there's going to be like, oh, you don't have to go today. This looks like it might rain. Just stay home. It's fine. You know, and then it's like, oh, they, and your subconscious wants you to agree with, with it. So it's like, you know, more and more excuses like, oh, that, you know, this and that. And I think it's something to do with that. That's, that's my fear, my guess anyway. And you have to take control and be like, you know what? I committed to going on the walk. I'm going to go on the walk. <clears throat> and that breaks that um, old parental authority type of behavior. And that like, I am safe. It's okay. I got this. Me and my shoes are going on a walk now. You're gonna be fine. I, I, I mean this in a good way, but I feel attacked. <laughs> I, <laughs> in the sense that, I, yeah, you nailed it on the head as far as the way I felt about things. And maybe that's why I binge watch the same shows over and over again for that comfort and feeling, oh feeling safe. And that's okay. I mean, there's time when we want comfort for sure. You know, I love my Netflix too. But if I've told myself like, okay, I'm going to do these three things and then I'm going to go watch Netflix, then I need to do those three things and then watch Netflix. Right? Is that the truth? You can trust yourself. Wait, say that one more time. I said, you can trust yourself Mm. after that, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. Have to give yourself a list of 20 things. You can be like, I'm doing this one thing today. You know? Yeah, the list of 20 gets a little, uh, <laughs> gets a little intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and I, you know, for me, that's the battle of, uh, you know, feeling like I need a rush or feeling like I need to, to do it right away when, like you said, it's a journey. And yeah, I, I think a lot of folks out there feel like they need a rush and then they get intimidated when they see, oh, if I, if I want to accomplish this in, in a month, I have to, you know, just drop everything else in my life and, and take this full on. That Well, the people need to realize too that high performance requires rest and play and creativity does too. So if you're creative, you need rest and play and then you can come back and, you know, make that art or think about that case that you're working on so it's important to build those in as well into what you're doing oh for sure and uh you know i appreciate you kind of like uh supporting what i've been feeling in in my intuition which is the my biggest priority has been balance um you know there has to be if i'm going to be working this hard i have to get away a little bit and then have that cycle and be consistent with that cycle um yeah, yeah. Because I've had people tell me like, "Oh, why, why aren't you like doing it, you know, all the way?" And I'm like, "I don't think I can. That's sustainable, you know, for me." A lesson I learned from the the clothing brand and and other projects. So. Yeah, yeah. and you sounds like you're doing it with joy, too. Why would you give that up for something else? Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely. Definitely 
keeps me happy and the 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 day the day, times i start you know not feeling happy about it then maybe for me at least i take it as time uh, as a sign to slow down because um, it, it doesn't it's not that i don't enjoy it anymore but maybe i'm trying to do too much i don't know if that you feel the same way when you are working yeah. on your business hell yeah i mean there's a gazillion things i need to be doing to be more successful like there's just too many so you got to pick a few and then you got to go away from it too and you got to rest and you got to play and remember that you're here to have fun and to go have fun and then come back. You know, when you come back, you're like, oh, I wound up solving that problem, you know, that I had because I was floating down a river or something. And yeah, you have to give your brain a, a rest. And yeah, it's important. I'm glad that you recognize that now. For sure. It's as important as the work, for sure. I gotcha. Um, just a heads up, we have about 10, 15 minutes left in the podcast. I uh, wanted to thank you again for stopping by. I hope you're having fun. I think it's been a great conversation. I am having a great time. Awesome. Uh, I think we got time for one more number, so go ahead and shoot it. 11. 11. What's the last sign you've seen, like for yourself, if uh, something where it might not, you know, not it's not like a regular sign, stop sign or anything, but yeah, yeah you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, so I'm creating this program that's about to launch like in a week and another business that's called Life After All. And it's for women who are contemplating going through or have experienced divorce. And the, the crux of it is, the, the most important thing of it is, uh, it provides four professionals that will wrap those women in support and their different facets of their life and help them with their healing, planning, strategizing, figuring out what their new life's gonna look like and help launch them into the new life. So, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a personal trainer, an estate planning attorney, a grief and loss counselor and a financial advisor. And then there's group support and there's other things involved, right? But I had this meeting with, I had a, like a laser coaching with this really um, successful business person and I was gifted it because I did a good deed for someone. And so were two other people. So it was the three of us. And, my, and I was so excited about it, but my husband is also creating a new business that I knew he could get so much help from this business coach. So I asked the business coach, can I gift this to my husband? I still wanna be on the call because I'm still gonna learn from the other two people. They're also lawyers. And he said, yeah, no problem. So I'm listening to this one uh, law firm owner talk about her business, her law firm. And then she starts talking about, uh, you know what I also wanna do is this program called Rebuild, where I like help people, help women or men and women kind of get their life back in order after divorce. And I was like, I got ears perking up now. So the business coach is telling her, I mean, and her program is different and it's gonna be amazing when she does it but we had just incorporated about two weeks before this life after all. Um, so he sits there and tells her like, here's what I would do um, to, talk, to talk to people about it. This is what I would do. 
So of course I'm like there furiously taking notes and I am gonna to talk to her about my program later. But it was so wonderful to have that happen, just serendipity to have that happen. And maybe that's the universe just opening things up. You know, maybe it was cause I did a good deed and gave my time to my husband, I don't know. But it was like, this is needed now. And, and Kelly, you know, this is not the same program, but it's very similar. So take heed and, you know, listen. So that was the last time. And that was in the beginning of June, actually. For sure. For sure. How excited. That sounds. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you said you, you, you uh, officially, I guess, making the announcement next week for, for Life but After I'm All. We got talk, talking to people now, especially divorce attorneys, estate planning attorneys, therapists, people who would know the people who need this. You know, <clears throat> when I was, uh, when I'm mediating, I'll follow up with the families afterwards. And often someone is not able to move forward. A lot of times the woman is not able, it, it has been unable, they're, they're just blocked. They're just not sure what to do. Some haven't even opened their bills. So I was thinking about, you know, what could this look like? What kind of people do, does it, what kind of professionals need to come and surround these women? Mm -hmm. um, and there'll be like a social aspect too. We're gonna have like a happy hour by Zoom where we talk about their challenges. They talk about their challenges and celebrations. And I kind of reflect and guess some needs, things like that. That's dope, that's dope. Uh, all, all for changing people's lives yeah. and uh, I, I can't I've, I haven't really been able to talk to anyone who, who's gone through that experience um, I, I would definitely have questions for them but I can't imagine you know dedicating your life to someone else and that just not working out and I think that's what scares me in my generation a lot of times is that we see we see it happen and now we're just like we're, we're, we're afraid we're afraid to have to go through those things, but, um, yeah, well, yeah, gotta, gotta take a leap of faith sometimes with love. Yeah. It, it's, it's one of those, uh, those all time questions, right? Like, uh, what is life about? What is love? <laughs> I don't know what else you would, what, 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 what other question would you put in that? Um, <laughs> like ex existential question. Yeah. For, you know, one that you you would feel like you you've thought about and continue to think about. <laughs> Who am I? Ooh, yeah. I'm actually doing a couples mastermind on July 10th. It's funny that we start talking about that. Um, just telling, teaching them some conflict resolution skills and communication skills. You know, it's all about how you can communicate so you can get your needs met and the other person get their needs met. And then what happens if there's conflict? And like my favorite quote of all time for conflict is from Dominic Barter, who's an international peace builder. And he says, conflict holds within it vital messages regarding unmet needs and areas of necessary change. And given this understanding, safety is increased not by avoiding conflict, but by listening to the messages within. I'm going to definitely have to rewind. I wish I could had an instant replay right now so we could hear that back one time. But uh, I'll write it. I'll write it to you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, 
Yeah, well, we made it to the concluding portion of uh, 34 questions. But before we get there, I've been doing this new thing, and I don't know if you've heard it with the with the episodes yet, but it's called the 34th Mantra. Um, I'm inviting guests to create a mantra for themselves on the show using this phrase, I am, I can, I will. So I am blank, I can blank, I will blank. How would you fill that out for yourself? I am the creator of my life. I will serve other people for their highest good. And I will survive. (laughs) For sure, for sure. Gotta add some disco in there. Hey, that's that's your personality, and I and I dig it. Um, and if you ever need a reminder, now you have this little sound sound bite of yourself uh, <laughs> telling yourself <laughs> as a reminder. Um, but yeah. yeah, jumping into the concluding portion. Um, this next question is from my previous guest. Uh, shout out to Mr. Dave Cook out there. He would like to ask you, what are what are you currently reading? I know you mentioned Atomic Habits earlier, but are there any other books that, that yeah. you've been engulfed in? Yeah, I'm reading, I just read U Squared, Y-O-U Squared. It's about making quantum leaps. It's a very short book. I recommend think, checking it out and also be good for your high schoolers too. Mm. It's about believing in yourself and making that quantum leap to what you want in life, what you really desire in life. And and how opportunities can open up when you start doing making those, those choices about your thoughts and your actions. Um, and then I just read tonight, As a Man Thinketh. It's a short book, As a Man Thinketh. It's an older book, but it also is about the power of your thoughts and how, you know, that that's so much, it's so critical to every part of your life. And then I just started Atomic Habits. For sure. <laughs> I, I gotta ask, what's a... <laughs> Well, what do you mean by short book? Because what's short to you might not be short to me. Well, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it is short. It's like 21 pages. Okay, okay. It's super short, yeah. Okay. And I mean, on audiobook, I'm re-listening to the Wheel of Time series, which is a 14-book series. Uh, it's one of my favorite fantasy novels. Wheel First, of Time. The Wheel of Time. Yeah, I'm excited about it. There's going to be... Amazon is making a, you know, series. We don't know how it'll come out, but... It's an older book or series by Robert Jordan. For sure. And it's wonderful. Oh, uh, could you could you give me a one sentence synopsis, or is it too <laughs> is it too uh, detailed? <laughs> hmm. Well, it it uh, why why I like it is because Brian Robert Jordan and then Brandon Sanderson finished it. Another author finished it. Whoa. The first was knew he was dying and they basically picked the new author for the end of it Um, but they're world builders so it's it's a lot of different cultures and a lot of different lands and all you know it's very deep goes very deep into the culture of each um each society but it's basically a um you know, kind of good versus evil. Like the, you know, you have to defeat the one power, the um, the dark, the, the dark lord, 
Um, and there's there's some magic in there too, Just sprinkled in. Sounds like a good story to me. I'm gonna have to check it out. Maybe. May- <laughs> Uh, honestly, I might end up waiting until the, the Amazon series comes out. <laughs> and then I'll ask you what you think of it. No. <laughs> what, what's that? You can. You can if you want. <laughs> but I don't know. You know, we just don't know what it's going to be like. It can't ever be like 14 books. Oh, no, no. And uh, I have maybe I'll, that, that will get me started on audiobooks because uh, I just haven't given it a shot yet for some reason. But maybe I'll oh, yeah. start there. Mm. My next question for you is, what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on to 34 Questions? I think I want to know what they believe we can do to have world peace in our lifetime. Okay. Yeah. I'm just writing it down, sorry. <laughs> to achieve world peace. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Uh, you know, for me, it, we had talked about getting on the same page and, um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I'm working on myself trying to find that inner peace so I could do it for my family and then hopefully community and those little things can, can add up to it. Uh, so maybe I need to get on the same page with myself first. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fall. Yeah, yeah. That's too but you know start start looking in the mirror and telling yourself you love yourself you know you know yeah that's a i i had just mentioned this to a friend but uh you know we were talking about like healing um and i was asking about when's the last time you've healed from this emotion and then i had asked when was the first time you you felt this emotion and have you healed from that first time? Because, you know, it could be a bunch of stuff that you've been carrying for a long time, you know. But Oh, my God. Oh, that's so wise. Yeah. That is, yeah, you got to go deep. You got to go backwards sometimes. Yeah, you know? and we know so much now about the brain and about trauma and how healing can happen. That's what gives me such hope. Because we've all been at world, you know, we've experienced trauma just with COVID, but of course all the systemic racism and the hate and the killing and all the violence that's happening now, it's just, yeah, we're going to, we're going to need all that science to help us all heal for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. Because it just seems like the, the powers that be are just throwing us the negativity, uh, as much as they could, can, and, um, yeah, we'll, we'll need, we'll, We'll need some fighters on the other side to, to help us through it. Okay. Um, some of your students, you know, you're you're helping them develop their own self-love and care and peace and healing. And the, and they're going to be leading the way. You know, they could be the leaders of tomorrow for sure. No doubt. I mean, I believe it. And it's just oh, yeah. getting, it's getting them to believe it because that cycle happens, right? I'm sure my teachers at the time felt the same way about us students and it just continues on. <laughs> yeah. uh, and my uh, last question for you, the question that ties everything together, um, 500 years from now, our descendants are watching this video. What would you like to tell them? 
Oh, our descendants this time. I thought it was our ancestors. Oh no, <laughs> no, it's a yeah. I, I need to I need to find a way to explain that better because a lot of people think you know I, I meant we're talking to our ancestors, but we are the ancestors. Okay, um, we're, we're reaching forward. And I'm telling them something. Um. Hmm. I guess have fun and love each other. Now we're starting world peace right now. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it when it happens, then you will know <laughs> where 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 it started. This this era, <laughs> this uh this age and time um like i had talked to a friend about him we we're like is this like the second renaissance period where where everyone's kind of discover rediscovering themselves and you know trying out all these things where we're never we're, we don't have to be we don't have to just be one thing our whole lives you know we're multifaceted so yeah it could be uh, especially if the the conversation continues in that direction and this the youth you know that's the world they're going to be growing up in and i think the world's going to have to change um there's no uh there's no stopping it uh, absolutely thank goodness yeah. you know yeah <laughs> you have hope and you know and and all the things that are happening in the world right now you know all the things all the tragedies all the racial tension and inhumanity it's 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 a painful part of our growth, but I believe we're getting out of the teen years, like the fighting adolescence of humanity. And if, and I believe we can make it out and we can start loving each other. And I think COVID has helped us understand how much we need each other as well. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mourn for everyone that's going through the pain and of the racial injustice and all the other injustices around and I also do know that a lot of this has brought attention to pe and awareness to people who were not aware before of issues and opportunities for healing and for teaching and for growing. So yeah, it's all part of the world peace happening. Yeah, it's, it's gonna take all of us, it's gonna take all of us. It is. I, I stayed with a theme tonight. It looks seems like. Hey, uh, I'm with it. If uh, world peace, that is, um, I think something I've always looked 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 for growing up, and yeah, now I guess it's time. I'm old enough to be responsible for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right. Put it out there. Will do. This we're doing it. We're doing it. Um, any last things you'd like to add before we head out? Like, I know you have your business. If you want to plug it in, let folks know how to support you. Or if you don't, that's also fine. <laughs> I mean, my business is Kelly McGrath Law, L A W, Kelly McGrath Law. Um, they can find me there on the web. My other business is Life After All. But I do want to say thank you to you for putting this out here and. Every time you put some, another interview out here, <clears throat> we learn a little bit more about each other. Uh, you know, and we, I think the best thing about this podcast to me is the strengthening and the support of our shared humanity. 
And that's what's going to get us through and, and to help each other and, and to grow. So thank you for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I don't see it how everyone sees it sometimes or how individuals see it. So I definitely appreciate it when, when, you know, you can share your perspective on what this is. Um, cause you know, to me, this is, <laughs> this is just me getting to know people, but I, I, ho I hope it, it brings more value, um, to, to, to you and my other guests and in the future, in the future, I, I really think what I'm doing is, is, uh, won't be seen as valuable until a few you know down the road which i, I don't mind because this is what i find valuable is these connections um yeah so yeah thank, thank it's you it's valuable right now i appreciate it i appreciate <laughs> it i don't it, it's, it's it's hard i um you know we were talking about like self-believing yourself loving yourself and that is what i'm working through you know I, I, I it's compliments don't come easy or it, it doesn't feel feel right for me to accept for some one reason or another and uh, uh -huh. but yeah i i just appreciate it the energy putting out in the universe because it will get to me eventually it will get to me <laughs> um but yeah uh if you have nothing else to add no you're good i'm good all right um well thank you again for coming through sharing your perspective um and making me feel like i'm doing something right <laughs> uh, definitely appreciate it uh shout out to all the folks out there who tuned in whether you're listening on spotify apple or watching on youtube definitely appreciate your time as well uh, if you liked it go like it if you loved it subscribe and share uh, remember to reach out reach forward as always much love and we'll catch you guys next time on 34 questions and then uh <laughs> this is where we where it fades out but um yeah uh, that that was the the episode